Hello, welcome to another edition of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined with Kelly Hines to talk a little OSU football. Uh, Kelly, you wrote a fantastic story today. Uh, hopefully a lot of people have read it. I know I have. It was great. Why don't you share a little bit about it? Um, yeah, it's not very often you have an opportunity to write about the backup long snapper. So uh, kind of went all in on it. Um, his story is really incredible. Um, you know, he was uh, in a wheelchair um, for a while as a child, um, was diagnosed with a very rare disease. And the story is kind of about how his parents um, navigated him through that and kind of set him up for success. And then how he got into football and stuck with it and wound up walking on at OSU. So um, one of my favorite stories I've done recently, probably my favorite ones since I've been back on the OSU beat. And um, I was very appreciative of, of OSU um, allowing me to talk to him. You know, it's, it's probably not a, a super common interview request um, because he's not as well known, but um, he was really eager to tell his story. And I was very happy to facilitate that. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the quote from the mom, uh, don't let your story go to waste. Yeah, and I think I think that's what made um, Zeke more willing to talk about it. You know, that was something that, that was really difficult for him to go through at a young age and, and certainly for his, his parents and his family. So the fact that his mom had kind of put that in his mind already um, to kind of embrace his platform that he has as, as a college football player, um, I definitely felt like that made him more comfortable to share that with a complete stranger. Um, and, you know, his mom was also really great to talk to. And um, you know, part of that was because they, they knew that that could encourage other people who have the same disease or a different disease or just, you know, going through some difficult times, you know, um, I really was impressed with, with how Zeke talked about that, um, and, um, how he's kind of carried it with him, um, through his journey. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the better stories you'll read throughout the whole football season, I suspect, whether you're an OSU fan or not really inspirational. Uh, what kind of response have you gotten? You know, the thing about, um, I have a kitten, um, the thing about being a beat writer that is, there it is, there's the cat. <laughs> it's probably my, my favorite thing, having, um, a chance to tell stories like that, that, you know, maybe wouldn't have been told otherwise. And anytime I've done stories like that and the subject of the story, um, you know, reaches out to me and says, you know, like, thank you so much for, for sharing my story and, and, you know, for talking to me, like what the messages I get from the people it's about like mean so much to me because that you would never want to tell someone's story and for them to be like, um, that's actually not that you got the wrong impression or, you know, like it's their story. You don't want to mess that up. And so, um, you know, Zeke sent me a message thanking me. And I was like, no, thank you for, for telling that story. Um, and so that that really meant a lot to me. And his, his mom had nice things to say about it, too. And they were, you know, obviously the main people um, that I talked to for the story. So um, that, uh, that is always a good feeling when, when the people it's about, you know, kind of give their, their seal of approval. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, OK, let's, let's return to on the field for just a second. And I was going to ask you this anyway today, but then after seeing your, your video that you posted of Mike Gundy doing push-ups, maybe seems a little more appropriate. You covered OSU. This is not your first rodeo there. Uh, you covered, covered him about 10 years ago, and now you've been back on the beat, hard, you know, hardcore, you know, in August in month, during this month. Uh, is Gundy different now, or is he the same? 
He definitely seems a lot different. I think some of that comes from like the comfort factor of, you know, having a university president and athletic director who support you fully, you know, and, and, and I don't think that that's just for show. I, I really feel like that support is there. And when you don't have like, you know, a, an uncomfortable situation, like it seemed was the case with, with Mike Gunny and Mike Holder. Um, I definitely think that Mike Gunny is, is in a, it's, it's a good time to be him. You know, I think he's seeing um, that he's built this program to be sustainable for success every year. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And to, um, you know, go into a season with a fourth year starter at quarterback, like, I just feel like he's maybe just, um, you know, feels really good about where they are as a program and, and the potential for this season. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of that just comes with longevity. Um, yeah, that's right. I have like five kittens right here. I was going to say they're starting to emerge over there. Yeah. Yeah. They here. hear me talking. This one's real cute, pre-adopted. Um, so, um, you know, I definitely think that he's always had a sense of humor and like this, this, this other side to him that, you know, kind of comes out at times, but he seems more comfortable than ever, like showing that. And he was kind of in rare form today. You know, August is a long month. Like we still have two weeks before the first game. We're just, we're all just trying to get through it. And, um, you know, he kind of came out and said, I don't really have many updates since the last time we talked, which was five days ago. But, you know, if you guys have any questions about my workouts or about uh, my cameos, because he's on cameo now, and that's that, that was the whole thing. Um, but so, you know, we kind of, we kind of went with that for a while. And um, he um, was asked about one-handed push-ups. So he, you know, demonstrate that that's just you know like Nick Saban would never do that like you know like they're just different coaches who are you know really serious and and don't have time for nonsense but you know Mike Gundy you know he's he's become more approachable and um I think he's showing his personality more than ever yeah and he's comfortable with who he is and where his program is um so I think once you are able to get to that point your personality will come through because you're just you're just more comfortable can we just talk about how impressive that he did one one arm push up, but he did like more than that? Like I would let's let's just start there. That's I mean I know the guy's in shape; he probably works out quite a bit. But uh, one arm push up is no joke. Yeah, um, he looked like he could have done quite a few of them. <laughs> um, he said he, he um, is trying to keep up with his his um, youngest son, like uh, and you know his son will probably bypass him in the next few years, but. Um, you know, he, he was talking about bench pressing and like, he obviously, you know, works really hard to stay in shape. And I, I think that's great for him, but it, it was, it was pretty impressive when, when he got down on the ground and did that. Cause I don't know that anybody else who was there could have done that. Fair point. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is something we can delve deeper into another time, but OSU's in this very interesting position right now with, OU leaving the conference whenever that may exactly happen. And OSU's, like you said, the program is in very strong shape. Um, and who knows who might further, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen in conference realignment. But I just feel like it, it's an interesting time to be to be Oklahoma State and great timing that the program is in a very healthy, healthy place. Yeah, and I think I think that's what's like probably the most important with with the timing of this round of conference realignment is, you know, regardless of, of what happens with OSU, whether, you know, OSU goes to another league, OSU stays in the Big 12, like 
OSU is in a really good position, not just with football, which obviously drives a lot of this, but with like pretty much all of its sports. I think that was probably the, one of the, the most um, impressive things about coming back to the beat is when you look at the success of, of the different sports and, and especially when it comes to postseason play and all of those things. Um, like, I feel like the athletic department as a whole is in a really good spot and the support from the university is there, not just for football, but for other sports. And that's going to be a really good thing um, with conference realignment. Honestly, if, if, if OSU stays in the Big 12 um, with the, the other current Big 12 schools after, after OU and Texas leave, with the new ones coming in, I feel like OSU has a really good chance to, to set itself apart, you know, and be, be considered, you know, the, possibly the, the best in, in the league. And so even though it's unfortunate to see, you know, OU and OSU not in the same conference, to see Texas in a different conference, I feel like there, there are benefits to that. Um, just being in, in a different conference with Oklahoma, then maybe you're, you don't have um, people, you know, overshadowing you um, yeah. to some extent. So I feel yeah. like um, there's a really good opportunity for, for OSU to really continue to establish itself as a contender in most sports in the conference and, and even nationally. But, um, you know, I, I feel like the situation is going to be good if, if things can just continue to, to stay at that same level or get better. So I was reading your story recently <coughs> on the flesh. One more. You good? Okay. okay. I think I may be uh, allergic to this kitten. Uh, oh, it's a cute kitten. How can you be allergic to that guy? Um, and no, I'm not going to take him. Um, let's talk about wide receivers for a second. You, you wrote recently about how they're not quite as young as they were last year. And it got me thinking, uh, any chance we're going to see the Presleys on the field at the same time? I think that there's a This year, I mean, I, we will, yeah. you know. I think there's a chance for that. Um, you know, Mike Gundy said today that he doesn't like to comment on um, true freshmen because it's still so early. And especially if they didn't go through the spring, you know, that's, that's challenging. That's a, a big adjustment. Um, he might not be willing to say it, but I've heard from, from other, you know, people um, that they call him little BP, um, that Braylon Presley um, has been really impressive and he's, he's very fast. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, I love the rule change that allows for, for players to appear in up to four games without using um, their red shirt. I, I just, I think that's been so good um, for college football because um, you, not only does it help with their development and the transition and everything, but you really kind of get to see um, what you might have for the next season if, if you're able to, to play a guy in four, in four, up to four games. Um, with, without having him um, lose that red shirt. Um, I think that Braylon, you know, is a candidate to, to play in his first season anyway, but if, if they don't need him to, then, um, you know, he can have that, that whole year back and, and, and to see him in, in four games, um, I think that there's, there's a chance for that. Um, you know, they both are really skilled return men and, um, I think it just depends how, how OSU wants to handle that. I think um, Brennan has certainly showed that he is very capable and he can do a lot of different good things on the field. Um, Braylon is, is still young. He's a different, um, you know, I think people so frequently think of them as, as being very similar, but they have different body types and they bring different skills to the table. But I feel like Braylon, um, really players coming out of Bixby, 
they're going to be pretty ready to, to play at the FBS level. I mean, they've had a ton of success. They've, they've especially been, if they've been in the program their whole lives, they've really been prepared um, for that kind of stage and that, that level of competition. So I think that definitely helps. Um, but I feel like Braylon absolutely will have a chance to play. I, I feel like, um, you know, he, he has that, that talent. And um, I think obviously it helps having your, your brother there to um, not show you the ropes, but, you know, just to, um, Brennan said, you know, that he, he's there for his brother when his brother needs to, you know, when he, he needs help with something. Like he doesn't just always say, do this, do this, but he's like, okay, what you should have done was this, you know, he's just, um, he's very helpful and um, really the right personality to, to kind of um, guide Braylon when he needs it. Well, so you wrote about this, uh, the defense recently, uh, they lost, they're losing seven starters, new coordinator and Derek Mason. But as you wrote, a lot of potential there. How do you, how do you see the defense shaking out? I think it's such an asset to have a, a defensive line like OSU has for that to literally be your first line of defense. You know, I, I feel like that, that really sets the tone for the rest of the defense. I've never covered a defensive line with this amount of talent. Um, they're so deep and just so experienced and, um, I feel like when you're that strong at a position group like that, then you can kind of piece things together from there. And NOSU definitely has really good pieces at every other position. So um, if you're, um, you know, able to affect the way the opposing offense plays because of your defensive line, then that's going to put your other guys in, in position to, to, to do good things. And I feel like um, the corners, um, are, the two starters are guys who were backups last year, and they played quite a bit because just, that's just how it's going to be in the, in the Big 12. There's going to be a lot of rotating at that position. Um, yeah, you have to replace um, really good linebackers, but there are guys who have been in the program, and you have a newcomer like Xavier Benson, who I think is um, going to be um, one of the most important players on the team this season because of um, the role that he needs to step into. Um, you have really great options at safety um, and, you know, Jason Taylor and, and, and Kendall Daniels being, being among those. But I really feel like it's just a matter of how it all comes together. Um, obviously, you have a first-year defensive coordinator, but um, I know he worked very hard to keep a lot of the schemes the same, keep the language the same, and not just come in and say, okay, throw out everything you guys did when you were really successful under someone else. Let's just start over because obviously they were successful and they right. have, um, you know, key uh, players back. So um, I, I just feel like that was handled really well by, by Derek Mason. And the fact that he um, is uh, like a roaming defensive coordinator and he's not tied to one position group, I think all of that was just really smart how, how they did it. So I feel like um, you still have to see how things come together. You're going to need some guys to rise to the occasion, but everything is set up for that to happen. Well, I was going to ask you that, you know, so their defense won't, I mean, just to the casual football fan slash observer, like scheme-wise, it sounds like it's not going to be drastically different. I don't think it's going to be noticeably different. You know, we don't really get to see um, practice to kind of have a good feel for things, but, and I didn't cover the team before to have like a really in-depth knowledge of what it looked like, but just based on what everyone has said, you know, it's not going to look different. They didn't want to change things up. They weren't going to go to a different scheme, um, especially with, with, you know, things relying on the defensive line so heavily. You know, I, I feel like um, that obviously is going to continue. You're, you might change your schemes if, you're, if you have a, a big turnover in personnel. 
and there, you know, obviously are, are different, um, you know, Malcolm, not having Malcolm Rodriguez, that's, that's, that's someone you can't really replace, but you don't have to replace him in one year. You know, you have some options, you have talent um, across the board. Um, that is a, a once in a generation type player. And you can't just expect someone to come in and, and do those same things. But, um, you know, there are guys who learned under Malcolm and they know the system and um, they may not be as disruptive as a player, but um, they're going to be playing the same schemes. And, and um, I think that there's going to be a chance to do for them to do some really good things. So I'm glad you mentioned Kendall, Kendall Daniels, uh, former area standout, obviously originally committed to A&M. Um, why don't you say a little more about him? Yeah, he. We actually talked to him um, today. Um, oh, good, good. That was the the first time I I um, talked to him. I, I was really impressed with him. Um, you know, someone else asked him a question about you know being patient and kind of waiting for that that time to come, and he said that was really difficult. And and I'm sure it was. Like, I mean, he was such a good player in high school, and and coming in and having to wait your turn. I, I know that that can't be easy. But um, you know, he said if he could tell himself you know, a year ago, um, something that that's what it would be is just to, to be patient, enjoy this part of the journey. Cause I think, I think that's really difficult for players. It's like, you know, you, you're come, you, you expect to make an, an impact early in your career and, um, you're really highly regarded, but there are guys in front of you and you're just itching to get out there and have more playing time so you can get better. And, um, you know, that's, that's part of the journey though, like is, is experiencing, you know, um, you can't really, uh, enjoy that, um, when you get to the top, unless you've experienced not being there. And, and I, I really felt like, um, he, uh, you know, just in, in the past few months has really embraced where he is. Um, and that's, you know, he's going to be in a key role and, um, you know, he's, people are saying really good things about him and, um, the expectations are high for him. And I feel like um, he has the ability to live up to that. Um, and it's, that's, that's when it's exciting um, to cover some of these guys who are from our area. It's just, you know, having seen them, you know, kind of from afar, but um, seeing them develop throughout their high school career. And now it's their time to shine at the college level and just seeing how that goes. It's not always easy. It doesn't always happen instantly, but um, it's, it's kind of exciting to see him have that possibility. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll leave it there for this week. Uh, Kelly and I will be coming at you once a week, uh, at least for the duration of football season. We've been a little all over the place with our schedule, but football season is here, so we're going to get on a routine. Uh, we'll be joining you once a week. So, Kelly, always great to talk. Thanks for the knowledge. No problem. There'll probably be different cats next week. Oh, well, there has to be different cats. We need yeah. These need to be adopted. Just reach out to me. Just need, need to find these guys' homes. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks. Okay. All right.